Hello, everyone. Thank you uh, for coming on during these very hard times. Uh, we hope everyone is, is safe. Uh, we're getting the news and we're very broken. And we're praying for everyone's safety and for the return of, of all our people. Tonight's original plan with um, Rabbi Rachmiel Travitz will be pushed off for now um, due to the situation, but Bezrat Hashem will get that back very soon. Uh, tonight with that, we have with us Arosh Bet Midrash, a senior rabbi of the Sephardian Portuguese communities of the United Kingdom, Rabbi Dweck, um, with thoughts and Verhezuk on the situation. So thank you to be. Thank you, Rabohad. Um I, I'm not going to take a great deal of time. I think maybe 20 minutes, if that. But um I felt I felt that although really it's so difficult to find any words in this terrible, terrible time that we are all experiencing, even to say it's a terrible time is it's it it simply does not even begin to encompass what it is that is that is happening and how it is that we are living and experiencing life right now. But I would like to share some thoughts and some chizuk indeed. Um what I find to be chizuk, and therefore I, you know, I find it, so I want to share it with you, and I and I hope that it can be some level of chizuk for you. <clears throat> the first thing, though, that I want to say is that I want to be conscious before we talk about any chizuk. I want to be conscious about the the immense pain and suffering and. Oh, horrendous, horrendous life experience that so many of us are experiencing on so many levels. I, um, I'm i going to mention the names now because uh, it's it's public and it's open. My, my the Rosh Hashiva Barkai who preceded me, a dear, dear friend, Yadid Nefesh, uh, Rav Yoshua and his wife Shuli Shani lost their son Ori. It was more. It was murdered. He was a gibor ha'il. He fought very, very strongly, uh, and uh, unfortunately, he ran out of ammunition. They ran out of ammunition. He led his. He led his 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 group, and and they didn't make it. And I had to call. And I called Rav Yoshua today. I was crying more than he was crying, probably because he has been crying for so much. I, I... But his, nonetheless, his uh, his strength of heart was a a tremendous chizuk for me. And then another dear and close friend, Amitai Batora, uh, Rav Yoshua and Rav Eliyahu, Rav Eliyahu taught for me in Barkai Yeshiva for seven years, longer even. But with me for that period of time, he taught all of my children. He taught so many of my students. And I taught his son, Ariel, who also died, was uh, killed in uh, combat, and spoke with him today. And I don't think that there's any one of us that have any less than two degrees, one degree of, of separation from somebody who has been killed, hurt, lost, and suffering directly on these front lines in some way. 
And I speak to my children. I speak to my children who are there, who are broken. People ask me, are your children okay? And I say to them, physically, they're safe, thank God. But emotionally and mentally, they're not so okay. And there is a humendous, tremendous amount of pain. And my wife asks me, how are you doing? And I say to her, I don't know. I don't know how I'm doing. That's the truth. I really don't know how I'm doing. I don't feel stable. I don't feel, you know, balanced. Nothing is okay. Um, and, you know, and yet, the the amazing thing to me is that if we pan out, you know, if we step out a bit, we realize that our people have gone through this. And I want to talk a little bit about this in detail. I, I don't want to disrespect all of the pain and difficulty that everyone is going through. By It feels almost not right to start kind of thinking about this. But I think that it might help us a little bit just to be able to spend a little bit of time in thought and words of, of perspective. I think about the fact that our people have been through this for practically our entire history. And what that means is that it doesn't matter how far back we go, our our texts speak of this. You know, I told a friend of mine, I start, I read, when I heard, already on Shabbat, I heard that there was things going on on Shemini Atzeret, and I said we're going to say Mizmor Pegimal in the Tefillah before we say the prayer for the royal family and for, for the state of Israel and for the Kahal. And I said, before we say the prayer for the state of Israel, we're going to say Mizmor Pegimal. You read Mizmor Pegimal, it's directly applicable to, to exactly today, what's happening today. And that means that for 3,000 years, this is our people. This is what it is that we experience. And we have Tefilot and Pesukim and liturgy throughout all, all of our history that deal in the most eloquent and meaningful response using words in the best way that we can. And of course, words fail sometimes, but they're there for us. And I don't know any other nation, number one, that has all of this, and number two, that's been around dealing with this for so long in order to be able to look back in so many years and be able to have it. And I think that that is, that is in and of itself a source of, of awkward chizuk. And I say awkward because it's not perfectly placed in beautiful foundation. It's an awkward truth, but it is nonetheless a meaningful chizuk. And I also think that it's very important, and this is not necessarily politically correct, but I think it's very important that I'm hearing politicians today say the words evil and good. For too long, people have not used those words. And now people are beginning to use the word evil again. And it's important. We need to say what it is. And this is absolutely evil. And it's confusing for us because, you know, we talk about the this, this question, you know, uh, what about the Palestinian people and, 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 and the people suffering? That is... Beside the point, the reality is is that the majority of the Palestinian people voted to have this terrorist authority as their leadership. And as uh, simple as it may sound, the reality is is that if, as it's been said by several, 
If they were to put all of their arms down today, there would be peace in the region. And if we were to put all of our arms down today, we would be massacred and annihilated. And that is the simple moral litmus test. That is our truth and a reality. That there is a desire to completely destroy, to commit genocide, the most abhorrent. If anything is more abhorrent than Holocaust denial, it is the denial of Holocaust and then saying, but we will do it if we could. Which is what it is that they say. And people have committed a Holocaust and genocides in the last century. And when they say that they are going to do it, we should believe them and recognize the evil for what it is. So that's the second thing that I want to recognize, that this is absolutely a question of good and evil. And do not be uncertain about that. Do not waver about that. And that, I, that too, I believe, is in some capacity stabilizing and recognizing that this is not some strange, awkwardly nuanced, sophisticated, complex issue in terms of its moral reality. It may be complex and, and, and uh, tangled. It may be quite hairy. But in its moral capacity, it is not. It is not. And so I want to acknowledge that and recognize that and put that out to you. And for the majority of the time, I want to, I want to say this. I go to one major source for my chizuk, and that is the Torah. I go to the Nevi'im, but of course, I go to Moreno Harambam. I'm speaking pre predominantly here. I know there's many people that are tuning in, but I'm speaking predominantly here to my Talmidim, Nahabura, Hashem Ishmerechem, Hayechem, Ukhsilara Son Tahtarechem, Kadosh Baruchui, should give you Zechut, Beracha, for all of the wonderful, wonderful dedication to Torah and for strengthening your own commitment to the Avodah and to the Berit that you all have. You are a source of great joy and pride. And I wanted to take this time to be able to speak with you on these issues. But I, you know that Harambam is Maur Aden. For the Habura, Harambam is the light of our eyes. He is the, he is the guiding, the guiding teacher. And I want to read to you a section of what he wrote in Nigeri Teman. What he wrote to the Jews in Teman that were suffering Shemad, that were suffering terrible uh, distress. And then I want to say something about perspective on this as well. But he says as follows. I'm going to explain to you why I'm reading this portion of it. And this is the translation of Rav Kafir. The reason I'm reading the translation of Rav Kafir is because for me, part of the Chizuk is to hear the voice of Harambam, as it were. Right? When I read the Mishneh Torah, I hear the voice of Harambam. And when I read Rav Kafir, I hear Harambam's voice preserved. A lot of times people make uh, translations of things and they want to be very accurate and they bring it into modern Hebrew and all kinds of things and that's good for uh, academic study. But for me to hear the words of Harambam, I, I read Rav Kafir. Even though it's a translation, I still feel his voice in the words. I mean his literary voice. Harambam says, Promised Yaakov Avinu. 
כי בניו, that his children, אף על פי שיכניעום האומות וינצחום, that even though the nations of the world would suppress them, oppress them, and even succeed in winning them over, הרהם הקיימים אחריהם. Nonetheless, the losers, Israel, right? If we end up losing, we still end up surviving and carrying on and surviving the oppressors and the people who conquered us. We are the ones We continue without them. We continue and they go away. And then he says, the Navi Ishaya already explained, and he told us in the name of God, that this nation, Am Israel, in the time of their Galut, that the situation in the Galut, that a person who wants to try and oppress Israel, very often they will succeed in the oppression of Israel. But it never lasts. Yoshi'ena Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu saves us. V'yasir Yisureha V'tsa'ara, and he removes the suffering and the hardship that we as a nation go through. And the Pasuk says in, 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 uh, in Yishaya, Kaf'alev, it says, Hazut Kashehu Gadli, I see a terrible, terribly difficult vision. The person who is usurping is usurping. The person who is stealing and, and oppressing is doing so. And yet, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, all of the suffering and, 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 and uh, agony that it goes through, I've settled and stopped. So these are bouts. These are bouts of hardship and difficulty that our people have unfortunately become all too familiar with. But there's something unique about this time which I'm going to speak about at the end. But nonetheless, this is a cloud that Harambam is writing to the Jews of Teman to give them some perspective on what they're going through. And he says, And, and moreover, HaKadosh Baruch Hu promised us through his Nebi'im that we will not be wiped out, we will not be diminished, we will not be put away and kept from becoming an exalted nation. That is still in the making. This is, I want everybody, please, how many people we have on here? We have 87 people. I want every 87 people, every one of you, to pay attention to the next lines. Because this is a remarkable point that Harambam makes from a simple statement of a pasuk. Listen carefully. He says, and I want this to be a source of chizuk for all of you. In the same way that we cannot speak of the loss of God himself, right, as he is a necessary entity, a necessary being, in the very same vein, in the very same way, it is impossible to speak of Israel 
as a nation that would be lost or go away. We are an indestructible people. Repeat after me in your minds. We are an indestructible people. How does he say that? How does he say such a strong thing? As he know. He says, Amar is the Pasuk. Pasuk is in Marachi, Pirgimal, Shaniti. I am God, and I have not and do not change. I am a constant, essentially, is what that say. And you, Bnei Yaakov, you, the children of Yaakov, you don't go away. HaKadosh Baruch Hussein explicitly, in the way that I do not change, I am a constant, you are a constant. So that's one, one point. I'm not done with this. I'm going to read a little bit more to you, but that's one point. Now, I want to say about that the following. Harambam was writing to people in Galut. Now, we are still officially in Galut. But there's a very big difference here. I was just, Margalit, my wife, was just saying to me, has it ever been this bad? I said, sweetheart, it's been 10 times worse. Maybe 100 times worse. I want to remember one thing. In all of this pain and suffering and hardship and horrendous atrocity that we are witnessing and seeing, remember that we are fighting this war on our land as citizens, sovereign in our homeland. For 2,000 years, these letters Harambams and everyone like him that wrote Chizuk to Jews all over the place in the world were writing to Jews that were vulnerable, visitors in lands that were not theirs, most often unable to own land or engage in any kind of meaningful commerce and completely at the mercy of wherever where they were amongst the Goyim. We are fighting this war, sovereign people, on our own land, because the Nebu'ah of Moshe Rabbeinu has come true. That he didn't leave us alone and he did not forsake us and he has brought us back upon our homeland as he promised 3,000 years ago. It is true that we suffer horrible casualty. This is true. And that is the pain of our hearts and what breaks us takes the wind out of us. But our souls must not be broken. And so to end that, I want to say this. I want to call everyone to action. It's not a typical action, but I want to call you all to action. I want you, and I'm going to say another another small thing that is politically incorrect and that people might get upset at me for saying, I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to say it gently. The news that we were receiving from Israel for months before Shemini Atzeret Simchat Torah was that our people hated each other. We could not get along. To the point that there was threats to open, to start another country. 
It was extreme, but it got to be that. And I, I don't think it is okay for us to simply forget that that is the yesterday of today. I don't know the judgments of Akadosh Baruch Hu. I'm not saying it in terms of that. I'm saying simply remember the series of events. And I want on that on that point to call to action the following things. And I'm going to, before I speak it out explicitly, I want to read you this. This is the, 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 the continuation of what I was just reading you in Harambam's letter to the Temani. He says like this, also explained to us and promised us Listen carefully, please. I want everybody to listen carefully. Because it is impossible before him. It is nimna, means Harambam when he uses that word nimna, it's an impossibility. It is an impossibility before him, may he be exalted, to hate us in terms of our nation, our people, or to reject us which is more appropriate what the Sina is here, to reject us as a people. And even though, even if we rebelled directly against him, and we, we abrogated his commandments, Amar, nonetheless, he said, you tell me I'm going to hate Israel if the foundations of the earth topple then I will I will reject Israel but as long as my universe exists and the people exist I will never hate my people or reject my people and that's a promise why am I saying this to you because Harambam is explicitly saying even if they sin even if they rebel, even if they abrogate the mitzvah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves Klal Yisrael unconditionally. It may be that individuals incur punishment, but the enterprise of Israel is loved by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that being the case, we must love We don't have to agree, but we must love. And love is not a feeling. It can be a feeling, but it is not primarily a feeling. Love is action. And that's why Harambam writes in the Mishneh Torah, he says, Right? We have a chiyuv to love each other. And he says, therefore, you treat their money the way you would treat your own money. You treat their name and their dignity the way you would treat your own dignity. My call to action is we must, we must, we must, we must love each other and care for each other. And I don't mean to be this, this you know, kumbaya singing uh, a kind of person. You understand what I mean? We have to be discerning. We have to use our judgment. We have to be able to establish our arguments and disagree. But under it, it vahiv, like the Gemara says, it vahiv besufa. There must always be ahava. 
We must recognize that who we are arguing with, who we are differing with, are our brothers and sisters. Our brothers and sisters, our blood. Because as I said in my first video to everyone after the Mu'ayyad, we are a familial nation. We are a national family. And therefore, I'm going to read one last thing to you, just to drive this home. Harambam famously writes in the Igerat HaShemad. He says, be very careful about speaking ill of other Jewish people, of other members of Am Yisrael. For all of us, for all of us. He says, I'm going to prove to you that it is an absolute restriction and no-go. Because he says there were three people who quite possibly were three of the greatest, most prominent and powerful spiritual leaders of the nation in history. And they were Moshe Rabbeinu, Eliyahu Nabi, and Ishayahu Nabi. I mean, these are not, uh, you know, minor leagues we're talking about over here. And Harambam says about each and every single one of them in their time, the people were horrendous in their behavior. Worshipping Abu Dazara, abrogating Brit, transgressing mitzvot right and left. And so, these leaders, Moshe, Eliyahu, and Yeshaya, spoke poorly about the people. And Harabam says, and each and every single one of them were punished for it. Eliyahu Nabi was fired for it. And he writes as follows, Harabam. If that is how the pillars of the world, the great ones of their generation, were punished, he says, Moshe, Eliyahu, Yishayah, Malachi, Sharet, they're the angels of service of God. And they were punished for speaking ill about God's people, about Am Yisrael who I just explained in the last thing I read from Arambam, what we mean to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that we are absolutely indestructible before Him, that His love is unwavering for us, even when we are wrong and misbehave. He says, and they were punished, they were punished when they wanted to speak about the people of Israel. Just a few things that were out of bounds. Kol Sheken Harambam says, how much more so? Kal Mikale Olam, a simpler, more simple person who speaks about the people this way. And that means Jews about other Jews. Yatir Leshono, who would allow his tongue to speak al Kehilot Israel on the congregations of Israel, on the communities of Israel. And so on and so forth. So my call to everyone is, we must, we must unite. And what I mean by that, I don't mean everybody's going to, you know, I, I really, I'm not saying it, and I'm sorry to say this term, I'm not saying it in a kumbaya sort of way. What I'm saying is in your heart, in your heart, you must be careful. The next time you start to talk about those Jews, I don't care who they are or how much you disagree with them, watch your tongue. 
Beware. Be careful. Especially now when we are so vulnerable and we are at a time of tremendous danger. We must hold together and see ourselves as a Kadosh Baruch who sees us and act that way. We will get through this and we will win this war. I hope and pray, as I hope all of you hope and pray, that it will be with the most minimal casualties from here on. And that those who are in terrible fear and danger in the hands of, of these Rishaim, these enemies, these evil, horrible people, should be set free unscathed. And that they should find, I mean, just the trauma alone that they will have to deal with for the rest of their lives. They should be healed as well, not just set free. And finally, I want to say this to everyone. Viktor Frankl wrote in Man's Search for Meaning, abnormal behavior in abnormal situations is normal. And this is an abnormal situation. And you may find yourself behaving abnormally. And I want to tell you that you need to be gentle with yourselves. You will be frustrated that you're crying. You'll be frustrated that you can't get your work done. You'll be frustrated that you are in pain and can't get around it. You'll be frustrated about a great many things. Abnormal behavior in abnormal situations is normal. Be gentle. Be gentle with yourselves. Be gentle with your national family. And pray that he has rahamim on us and that this particular bout of difficulty is a short and swift one and that we come out of it with the most minor of casualty from here on in and that those who have suffered and are suffering should find solace and that they should find healing and uh, and respite I wish everyone to be strong and fortified. And uh, be well and strong. Good night.